Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. And in this show, we're going to talk about how I have failed at YouTube. And believe me, I have failed many ways on YouTube. I have a lot of experience in social media. I do understand the foundation of social media, but the one thing I always have carrying along with me is me. <laughs> and we all do. We all have ourselves. So we, if we want to do better, we have to improve ourselves in most situations. And many of us are trying to find that secret trick that can screw around the fact that we still have us to contend with, to make work. And one of the best things that you can do is try to improve yourself and the things that you are doing wrong. And of course, your audience is the most important thing for you on YouTube if you want to succeed. But you also have to create something that your audience wants. And you have to go about it in a way in which you, you help YouTube find the audience that cares about you. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you'll recognize some of these stories because, well, they're the foundation of how I've learned a lot about YouTube. Now, I've learned a lot by watching other people do well. I'm pretty well connected within the educator community. At least I have a good circle of educator friends that have helped me when I've had questions, and I've helped them too. But not only that, I have clients that I have successfully because I'm not in their videos. <laughs> they have something that maybe I don't have in certain situations, and honestly, I have been able to help them grow their channels and I can see what works and what does not work. And certainly I recognize many of the errors that I have made through the years. One of them most certainly has been broadening my topics out. And we've talked about this in some recent podcasts, starting off too broad, not having your niche. If you're interested in developing your niche, check out the last podcast because we certainly dove into that topic. But I think if you really want to do well, you have to have your thing and trying to be everything to everyone and then see what happens. So I'll, I'll figure it out along the way. I'll, I'll put up 10 videos and I'll see which one people like and I'll go with that. As I've mentioned before, it'll be the one that you least want to do. It always works that way. And you honestly probably won't have enough data in many cases, to make a good determination because you haven't given YouTube the tools to get out there and promote you to larger audiences. YouTube doesn't have the confidence because you have one video, then another type of video, then another type of video. And you really just need to hope that one just hits right and goes viral and that will let you know that, hey, there's a good topic. But most of the time, for most of us, that does not happen. So starting in the beginning with a topic in mind, and yes, you can change your topic down the road, but give it a shot. Think of your first series of videos as a playlist of videos, one leading to another, one video naturally progressing to the next video is the next logical video to watch. The next thing is consistency. 
I have failed many times in many different social media platforms because of consistency. I haven't been consistent in what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And as I've mentioned, when it comes to YouTube, consistency is important for your viewers, but I really think it's more important for you because if you're not consistent for you, consistently improving what you're doing, consistently posting, you are just going to let go. You're not going to have the structure needed to keep going. You're going to let go one day and then think, oh, well, I didn't do it this week, so eh, I'll wait to the next week and the next week. Believe me, that has hurt many social media platforms that I've worked with where I was not consistent. Yes, for the viewer. Yes, for the person who is looking at my work, whatever the social media platform may be, but more for me because once I gave myself that out, I took it. Another thing which has led to failure for me on YouTube on a number of channels is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, the same style, the same topics, the same tired old stuff that wasn't working a year ago, but trying again because maybe this time it's different on a new channel. No, people didn't like it before. They don't like it now, but I keep doing the same thing over and over again, and that has led to more and more failure. Maybe I decided that I wanted to switch the topic a little bit, and maybe the idea there was that was something different, not doing the same thing, but I brought the same game, the same approach, and it didn't work. Sometimes you have to go to a radical new extreme and change the way you're doing things in a big way. However, once you have some traction, you can make the little adjustments to continuously tweak to improve what you're doing. But if you, if you start over and make changes, but not big enough changes that really make a big difference and still do things for the most part the same way, you're probably not going to get the results you're looking for. The next thing is ignoring YouTube. Ignoring what YouTube is telling me that works. If I had listened five years ago to YouTube telling me that you really need to double down on Facebook-related content, my channels would be much bigger. But the thing is, remember that that idea I mentioned before, the one thing that you don't want to (laughs) do? The one thing that... YouTube is going to promote or find an audience for, and you really don't want to go so deep into it. And for me, that was Facebook. And I, my first 100,000 view video was a Facebook topic, and it continues to do well even on other channels where I've done similar things. They tend to be a really good generator of traffic, uh, mostly through search, And it works out great. And if I would have doubled down and kept focusing in on Facebook, I guarantee you I would have had much bigger channels. But I didn't want to do that. And so I got the results. The results of not listening to YouTube and what YouTube tells us. YouTube will tell you a lot in the analytics. YouTube will let you know 
what your audience wants more of. And if you ignore that, you're going to have trouble growing on the YouTube platform. I remember one of the first videos that I created was about how to grow on YouTube. And just talking about how if you just focus, yes, I understood it was a long-term scenario that, you know, YouTube is a marathon. I did get that. And that's something that people will fail because they think, oh, I'm going to get this going in a few months or a few weeks or six months. I should be at this point. And I was showing that, look, even at growth of 20% new subs or views, you're, it's going to take time. And I figured that it was going to take five years, four to five years, if I just kept building at a consistent rate of about 20% new subscribers per month, I would have a million subscribers in about five years. Well, I assure you, I am far short of that. And of course, many of the mistakes and errors that I made on my channels played a big role. Actually, if I still worked with the math at that time, I should probably be at about 5 million subscribers. And I assure you, I'm not there yet either. The next error that I made was focusing on subscribers versus views. Views are the more important thing. If you want to make money on YouTube, you need views, not subscribers, and you need quality views. Now, subscribers most certainly can have an important, well, maybe a social confirmation for other people that, look, if you have 100,000 subscribers, obviously there are 100,000 people who said yes to you. But even if you only have 100 subscribers, that's 100 people that said yes to you. So feel good about that or even 1,000 subscribers, whatever it may be. But those expectations that subscribers are everything, that, that's not where you need to be. You need to be thinking about views and trying to get more views by doing the right things to help YouTube understand what your channel is about and who is the right viewer for your channel. If you want to get paid, you need more views, not subscribers. So doing that, focusing in on getting more views and not worrying so much about how many subscribers you have. Next is a big one for me and something that I'm truly working on right now in my videos, and that is storytelling. I have to be a better storyteller, and I have worked with this for years. I've set up outlines on how I'm going to tell stories, and for some reason, when I get going, I just start yelling into the camera and start talking about things and at you, not storytelling. So I, again, and back to that drawing board and really focusing in to do a better job of storytelling. Storytelling is the way it works. People will remember you based on the stories you tell much more, much more than the facts that you share with them, the stories that go along. Now, if you have a channel that is all about stories and you're a good storyteller, well, that that's great. You have a great opportunity. Great storytellers have much greater opportunities than people who are not so good at telling stories. And that's true of educational channels. You still need to be able to tell stories well, in my opinion. Not everybody agrees with me, and I have some friends who disagree with me. However, I've seen storytelling at work. 
And when, when people come back to me after a speech or after I've written something of interest, it's always 90% of the time about a story that I told somewhere in that process, during that conversation, during that speech, during the passage in the book, podcast, video. Those are the ones that have done very well. And I, I really think that if I personally am going to grow beyond where I am now on my YouTube platform and platforms, which there are multiple, I definitely have to do a better job to keep people engaged in my videos, and so do you, by telling stories. I alluded to this earlier, but I think I want to circle back around to this topic, and that is finding the tricks. I assure you, I fell into that trap. Now, I knew I didn't want to, to hack the algorithm or do something that was shady, but I was still looking for that little trick that little trick that might just give me that edge, that just might catch that wave of the algorithm. You know what I mean. You know that maybe just a few more views from the right people, and if you just do this one little thing, it's going to give you that little bit more opportunity that's going to get the algorithm behind you and push you in front of so many more people. You think if you can find that trick, that one thing, but it's not there. It really is not there. there. There are a lot of little things you can do, and it is important to be consistent with those little things, most certainly, but it really does come down to your viewer and how your viewer reacts to the video, and it usually is a combination of all of those small things as well as the core of your topic. What is your topic? Are you getting their attention with great thumbnails and titles? And are you satisfying them with a great experience through your video? It doesn't have to be high production, but it does have to meet the standards of what the viewer is expecting from you. Here's one that I thought would be helpful in some way but was not. And that are shout outs from other YouTube creators. And we've talked about this on other shows that really a shout out or a mention from another channel can actually hurt your channel. That has been a problem for me over the last couple of years. It's still a problem because that YouTuber, a couple of YouTubers have continued to grow at a very quick pace and I'm still getting traffic because of it. You say, wow, that's great. Are you getting subscribers too? Yeah, I'm getting subscribers and I'm getting views. And none of those people speak English. Yeah, it's a problem. It really is a problem. I still have hope that I can power through it with good quality content and finding the right viewers. But many of the first views of your new video are to people who've recently viewed your channel. And if they don't care that's not going to be very helpful. You say, well, we could just work them out of the stream. They're going to go away because they're not watching your video. But the problem is more come right behind them. And that's a problem. So you have to be very particular as to who is shouting you out, 
who are you collaborating with? And I did get a number of shout outs from people and it didn't help my channel one bit, especially when it wasn't totally related to what it is that I'm talking about. It was nice, it helped the ego, it did, but it really didn't help the channel. And I did some collaborations and I did get some new subscribers due to those collaborations, but it didn't make my channel. It can, and I have heard of it working, and actually I coach people to do this, to collaborate with other people who are totally within your niche. Be very particular. But a shout out from a non-relevant YouTuber with a million subscribers, it's not gonna help you or get you to where you wanna be. With that said, I think a failure of mine is to not be more aggressive in collaborating with other people and building those pillars with other channels. Look, channels in a cluster can help each other grow. And I tried a little bit, but I failed at working it and really networking at the level with the right people early on. And I know, hey, in the beginning, you feel like I'm a small YouTuber. Who's gonna wanna collaborate with me? other small YouTubers, other people who are starting that you feel have a shot. Together, you can work together to build your channels. Two, three, four channels that kind of pass off audience to each other, yeah, that can work. And that's something I did not do well. Another failure that I had on a channel is something that you might not expect me to say, and that was that I niched down too much. But you can do that in a way that, not that there wasn't audience, there was. I actually got to 1,000 subs on that channel pretty quickly, to be quite honest. And it, was a, it was a good channel, but the problem is, well, I got bored of it really quick. There was not much of a way to broaden out what I was doing. And when I tried to broaden it out, it didn't work so well. People were there for this one topic and Honestly, I just couldn't do it anymore. After about a year, year and a half, I just said I'm done and I left it. And it's still out there, but you know, it and it still adds subscribers and views, but the thing is I just couldn't do it anymore. So you have to think about can you work with this topic over the long term? I niche down too much. I needed a plan as to how I was going to expand this channel over time and I didn't have that plan. You know, another way in which YouTubers do fail is not having a plan and not looking at it as a business if it's their desire to make money off of YouTube. You should have a business plan around it. And another thing that I think a lot of YouTubers don't do that lead to failure is to find a support system, as well as people that can support the channel and do some of the tasks. As we mentioned, there are a lot of little things you can do in the process of growing your YouTube channel. And not one of those little things is going to make or break your channel, but the combination of doing many of them well can certainly improve and help over time. I have failed many times on YouTube. But there are a few things to remember. Most YouTubers, most, 
have littered the internet with failed channels until they got it right. Maybe it's the same channel that they reinvent over and over again, or they have multiple channels elsewhere. I know successful YouTubers who have a successful channel and tried another channel and failed and failed at that new channel. So it can sometimes be that you're going to have to just find that right combination and it's going to it's going to take you a few tries to get it right. But I say that I failed, but I really haven't failed. I've learned so much. I've met so many wonderful people. I know for a fact that I've educated and helped other businesses and photographers and many other types of channels that I've developed. I've helped people. I genuinely know that because they've told me so. So there is a great reward in knowing that I am helping people. And for maybe for you, it's entertaining people or making people laugh or think about things a little bit differently. There's a reward in that. How many people does that need to be? Well, I know it's hundreds of thousands of people that I have helped in some way, that I've touched in some way. I know this for a fact, and across my social media and general lifespan, it's in the millions, and I am grateful for that opportunity. Yet, my channels aren't the biggest channels. And here's the thing. What is success on YouTube? There is no end game. The person with 100 wants 1,000, 1,000 wants 10,000, 10,000 wants 100,000, and a million, well, they want 10 million. And the person who's at a million feels the pressure because they don't have the right viewer to subscriber ratio that other people have. Or it took them seven years to get to a million when the person they're comparing themselves against only took three years to get to a million. We compare ourselves. And when you compare yourselves, you're going to take yourself down. And that's probably the biggest mistake you can make on YouTube. Compare yourself to other YouTubers. Use them as inspiration. But you are where you are. I am where I am. In the journey, it is not over. The momentum you're looking for may be a month away, but it could be two years away. But you're never going to get there unless you keep trying, you keep going, you keep improving and learning and only compare yourself to yourself and keep improving your videos to reach the right audience that appreciates what you are creating. We'll talk to you in the next show. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at the Tube Blog. Dot com.